What? We are live, bro, for the first recording ever. Not ever, because people have recorded before us, but this is our first recording ever. Woo, woo, woo. Cue music. Oh, we don't have one of those guys, huh? Not yet, bro. Not yet. We'll um, put it on the... Hey, hey, put it on the get list Yo. that we need someone to do music. Check, hey, check, also, check. Hey, also put it on the list that we need someone to Google random stuff while I'm on the air. I'm going to ask you random questions, and you have to Google it. <laughs> yeah, because we can't say the wrong stuff. <laughs> like I did with LeBron's statistics when we were hey. this recording. I told you. I told you I was right. I thought LeBron was not that good of a scorer, but, I mean, his highest point total ever in a game was 61 points. Before he got the three-point down. Without shooting threes, scored 61 points as a terrible three-point shooter. It's quite impressive. Reminds me of my game a little bit back in high school. Just had the right hand, (laughs) raw power. Minus, minus the dunking. Minus, minus the dunking. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, well, first of all, let's give a shout-out to LeBron James. Let's give a shout-out to LeBron James. He's probably going to be our first guest. Not. <laughs> yeah. Shout-out to Nick Saban. And let's let's go over let's go over the shout out versus shout in. Like if we're shouting you out, that is props and respect, respect. and love. Admiration. Love. But if you're Care. getting a shout in, like if you're getting a shout in, that means we're taking digs in. We're taking it to you. No love, no respect. It's on site. That just means a big old no go. So, what should we start with? I mean, what I wanted to start with for the first episode was how coaches are wasting their time chasing these undefeated seasons that end with participation trophies. Mm. So, when somebody wants to win a championship that doesn't exist? Somebody wants to win a championship with five-year-olds and not teach any skills, just go over plays. You got your big kids down there rebounding and kicks out to probably who's more than likely your son, so he can score <laughs> 50 points, and y'all can win the same trophy that everyone else is going home with. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, my biggest problem with coaches right now is that we're not, we're not paying attention to technique. We're not caring about making these kids better football players, better basketball players, better baseball players individually and, and mechanically. I mean, the, 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 the main problem is, <clears throat> like with youth football, why is the proper technique of how to make a form tackle, getting the butt down, keeping the head up, not gone over over and over and over again, and you don't need contact to do so. You can do it on air. You can do it just with, with, with nobody in front of you just going through the proper steps. Every step that's done the proper way is another way to get better. 
I believe it was Don Shulin said, practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. And that's, that's a great football example. The only basketball example I can think of is dribbling. I remember telling my big guys, don't dribble, pass it to a guard when they are at the perfect age to learn how to dribble. Like you're five, you're six, you're 11. Why not learn how to, why is your coach not teaching you how to dribble? As a coach of a child, why are you not teaching him the fundamentals that he needs to succeed? Exactly. I mean, I mean, and, and to piggyback with football, I mean, your 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 offense linemen should not be the only ones doing blocking drills. I mean, I mean, come on. Your receivers need to block. Your running backs need to block. Your quarterbacks need to block. I mean, you run a toss and bring that quarterback around. A, a, a strong power toss lead. I mean, just just bring him around and and have everybody on the field being able to block. I mean, come on, hat on hat, beat your man physically. There we go. Your anyone that has watched, anyone that's watched. Anyone that's watched Remember the Titans should know that the quarterback needs to block. <laughs> Sunshine. Sunshine. Sunshine got out on that edge, and he leveled, two, he leveled two of them good old boys, and he put them down. Two and of that them. That is how he won the game. <laughs> he was quarterback blocking. I, I, mean, I mean, look, I mean, I mean to, to, to be honest with it, I mean, look at it. You have Alabama. Okay, I understand. Everyone's tired of hearing about them. But they win games. They win championships. And you look at their running game. And it's not just running up the middle. It, you, you see Calvin Ridley, who is, who is arguably the best wide receiver, the first wide receiver taken in this draft class, downfield blocking for six, seven, eight seconds, says blocking downfield. Everybody puts a hat on somebody. Everybody blocks. And that and that's how you win games. I mean, I mean, te- teaching teaching your guys how to get their hands up, how, how to do the proper steps. The most important step in football is your first step because your first step is going to determine everywhere you go. If if your first step is wide, now your second, third step have to be to redirect. So, I mean, if if, if your first step is accurate then the rest of your path is going to be accurate. And what impresses like, Thanks. Yo, that's how you win a lot of games. And how you win the big games is the same way, is doing those little fundamentals and recognize what's not working and making adjustments. Who besides Nick Saban, who besides Alabama is going to switch their quarterback at halftime yeah, a guy oh, with two losses, <laughs> one interception all year, has always came up. I, I mean, I mean, listen, what, I'm so tired of these people. Oh, Jalen Harris can't throw. He's not. Oh, he can't step up. Mississippi State, we won off a pass. LSU, a pass. Clemson last year, if we were a minute away from our defense not letting Deshaun Watson, who is arguably the greatest college quarterback of all time, to run to to march his offense downfield and score with one with one second on the clock. We are we were that far away from Jalen Hurts having a Vince Young type play to win the national championship, a thirty yard scamper to win, and and on that drive, I believe he completed four passes, big time plays to the sideline. His first his first touchdown pass in Tuscaloosa was he he rolled right, stopped and threw a ball fifty yards downfield on a strike. 
I, I mean, I mean, the guy as an 18 year old true freshman, I mean, the guy could play. And Nick Saban said, hey, you know what? We have to go this route to a freshman that was unforeseen and it happened and it won. And this is why I need my Google person so I can ask, like, hey, how many game winning drives has Jalen Hurts had? But it doesn't matter. It didn't matter because Nick Saban knew what they needed to do. He saw what was not working and he switched it up. I remember like this is this is like the highest level example that we can think of right now. The lowest level example that I've been through that I can think of is when I was coaching my little brother, this team, we were up at halftime. The coach took the other team into the locker room. He was really pissed because we were whooping them. He made some adjustments, and they came out. They made the comeback. They got up, and I was just trying to tell my guys, come on, we can do this. Get it together. Let's go. A bunch of hyped-up BS, you know, and it's, it's about making adjustments. Like, that's your job as the coach. They say you can't win games on game day. That's such a lie. We've seen it. I mean, we saw it at the highest level. I wish I would have done it at this low level. It's a lie. But, I mean, I mean, listen. The, uh, what what kills me is is when people. I mean, a football game is won by inches, and it's inch by inch. It's not. It's not the game plan, and it's not X's and O's. It's the, all that. It's, it plays a big role, but it's by execution on game day and your ability to make adjustments and your ability to adapt. What, not just football. Do, what can you team do when the chips are against them? And that's with basketball. That's with baseball. That's with boxing. That's with in anything. Golf. I, I mean, I mean, you can go out and golf every day and and, and golf perfectly well on, on a on a good day when, when it's seventy two degrees out in Naples, Florida. But when it's fifty two, windy and rainy, what can you do? How do you eat an elephant, Paul? How do you beat an elephant? No, eat. How do you eat an elephant? What is the best way to consume an entire elephant? In tiny pieces. One bite at a time, baby. That, look, it's just like I said, the Mona Lisa wasn't painted in one single stroke. It took millions of perfect strokes to paint that picture. And I'm seriously going to hire, I need a Google intern or a Google volunteer because there is actually a painting, a famous painting composed of little dots one little dot at a time depicts it depicts an entire lake or river whichever you prefer with people um and 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 just like fancy looking people too dressed up well got their little sun umbrellas out and it's all made one dot at a time i was reading tony dungy's book and he quoted uh, Mother Teresa, and he said, we do, well, I'm sorry, she said, we do no great things, just small things greatly. Mm. And, you know, you That's- watch these Alabama touchdowns, you watch these, all of these football touchdowns, and it's this, oh, wow, this guy went for 100 yards, this guy ran 100, 100 yards. It's like, no, like, everybody had their role fulfilled perfectly. Everybody had their hat on the hat they were supposed to have the double team work. So the person could work up to the next level. There's, you know, like Nick Mills said, there's levels to this. <laughs> and that's, I'm, I'm, 
one level uh, of crime. You know, you can't get down the highway looking at the car 10 cars ahead of you. You got to go one car at a time. If you're looking at the taillights three cars ahead, you're probably going to get into a wreck. Focus yeah, yeah, on yeah. Like, front of you. Breaks. No, I mean, I mean, look, I mean, look, let's go to basketball. I mean, when, when we talk about techniques, I mean, Tim Duncan, in my opinion, is one of the greatest basketball players ever walked the earth. And the man was just a, a technical genius. The guy was all about technique. And one of the greatest things is he will coach the other player, his opposing player on the court. He would tell you what you're doing wrong. He will play the part while mid play and tell you what you're doing wrong. And, it, and it's amazing. And, and you look and, and people knock on teams that, that will lose to that Popovich coach team because they don't have that, that big star power. They don't have the, the best athletic guys, the, the fastest, the biggest, but yet they go out and just play great fundamental basketball, do their job, and win games. They're going out there with young guys, with European guys, and they're going out there and they're winning championships, winning rings. Oh, hey, hey, you know what? Don't bring up European guys because obviously they can't play basketball. Because when a sixteen-year-old goes over there and does well, it's no big deal. Let's not. Let's say. Let's. Uh, let's the, re- the way that Coach Popovich starts every practice is that he has all of his players line up on the baseline, and they run up to the first line and they do a little bunny hop, and they do a small pivot halfway, and then they do another small pivot. So they're facing the same way they started, and then they run up to the next line, do a small bunny hop, and they do that up and down the court. That's how an NBA coach starts his NBA practice. The little things. Paying attention to detail, doing every little step. Uh, I mean, I mean, look, it, 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 it gets annoying hearing Nick Saban talk about the process. gets annoying hearing Bill Belichick say, do your job, but it works. It works. I mean, look at what they have accomplished at their respected teams. Look at Popovich. Look at these guys who just say, look, you take it one day at a time. You, you move on to the next one. Every day is the most important. Every step's the most important. You just do your job. You follow the process, yada, yada, yada. But it works. And it doesn't only work with 30-year-old superstars. It doesn't only work with five-star athletes. It works across the board from five years old, all the way up to 35. The only, if you I enjoy, the only person I enjoy hearing talk about the process is Joel Embiid. <laughs> and he cracks me up every time. It's seriously like I see it coming. I know it's coming. But it's, just, it's the greatest punchline. He, he milks it. But that's it. And, I, and, and we're not saying this to talk smack about coaches, to, to, to say you're not coaching your team right. But, I mean – we want you – I want you personally – I don't want to speak for Paul, but I want you to avoid the same mistakes that I make when you're coaching your kids, when you're coaching someone else's kids. If you want look, them to get look. to the next level, you got to master this level. I'm not going to send you into geometry if you don't know algebra. That's just not how <laughs> life goes. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I mean, look, let's put it this way. My, my son will be five next year, right? And, and, I'm, and I'm hesitant of giving, of allowing him to play football because of the coaches at the level. I mean, I, I don't understand. Even though, yes, the, the Pop Warner rules that you can go into pads, why are you going into pads at five years old right away and hit, 
doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense why we do not break down these simple fundamentals from every level. Stop rushing. It doesn't matter if you have 35 plays that are drawn up as the best plays of all time. If you can't block, you're not going to get the playoff. If your quarterback can't read the field, he can't get the throw up. If your receivers can't run the right route, they're not going to be where they're supposed to be. Yeah. If your running back can't pass protect, then what are you doing? If, you're, if your players don't understand what a gut or tug is, you can draw it up. But then you're doing them no favors by, by this, by them going to the next level, going to the next coach, and not knowing what they're supposed to do. I mean, I had 10-year-olds who were playing for five years who didn't know what – where the two gap was, didn't know what B gap was, didn't know what a, a right guard was. They just said, well, no, that was just cold offensive line. No, what? Hey, 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 go play nose guard. What's that? Just block. Just go out there and block. Hey, 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 hey we're going on belly. Oh, we don't know that. We, we just had toss right. What? And I think that comes from people here, Bill Belichick, say, do your job. And they take that the wrong way. Like, you know your job from the ground up. You know the person to the right of you's job, the person to the left of you's job, because you understand the game, because you know the fundamentals. And that's seriously it. Like, you build a pyramid from the ground up. You start with the basics. You learn how to crawl. You learn how to walk. And then you learn how to run. People are trying to teach people how to run at their one position since day one and they wonder why they trip up a little bit. Look, it's, it's what I like to say is that a coach is nothing more than a teacher. Okay. You're nothing more than a teacher. Okay. You, you come up with a game plan of, of what you're teaching that day. Right. Then you're going to break down what you're teaching. Then you're going to teach it. And if you've ever been through school, which I hope everyone here has at some point, level, whether elementary, middle, high school, wherever you've gone, you understand that, that when the teacher just draws something on a chalkboard and says, here you go, you're lost. Maybe 5% of people can actually just follow that and go, okay, yeah, I know exactly where you're at without any knowledge of the situation. So when you just say, hey, listen, I'm gonna, I want you to run a post, just run 10 yards and cut that way. What? Why not break down why why you're running 10 yards and why you're cutting at that 45-degree angle as opposed to a 15, as opposed to a 90-degree angle? Break down the play to your quarterback. This is what we're trying to execute. This is what we're trying to get. We're trying to beat this coverage. And if you don't understand how to beat coverages as a coach, I'm not going to say stop coaching. I'm going to say just research it. I mean, listen, listen, listen to this talk. Google to where all Google, all you have to do is Google, hey, what is cover two? Oh, well, it's when the when two safeties are up high, it's when or, or you have double coverage up high, you have you know the corners or whoever outside coverage is up to five, seven yards, covering the flat, you have hook to curl. You can learn all this very easily, and then that's what you teach. You teach why you're doing something. Hey, keep your elbow up when you throw a football. Okay. As a player, I would say, no, no, I want to do it this way. But when I, but when I sit and break down to you, hey, listen, you're going to throw out your elbow, okay? Or, hey, <clears throat> when you drop your elbow, you're actually losing velocity, you're losing power, and you're losing your accuracy. So keep your elbow high, up high, keep it in tight in the box, and you're going to 
you're going to keep all your power and it's going to be more accurate. The same, kids, same kids question, same question, but a different sport. It's like telling your the tallest kid on the court, like, "Hey, I don't want you to dribble." And I'm not saying that that's the. I mean, you want everyone to like teach them how to dribble, man. Like, put them in the dribbling drills. Why not? Look at Anthony Davis. Look at Demarcus Cousins. Like, these kids need to learn how to dribble. But if you sit there and explain to him, like, "Hey, you're really tall. As soon as you get the rebound, there's going to be." a lot of traffic around you. So if you pass it to um, the point guard, who is only three foot three, he's low to the ground, he's low to dribble, he's already five feet in front of you, the pass travels faster than you can dribble. I, I don't understand how you can disagree with that, how you can be upset by that, think the coach doesn't want you to play. And that was my biggest thing growing up, is that my coach didn't want me to shoot the ball, didn't want he just wanted me to do all of the hustle plays. And that's the thing is you gotta play the full game. You gotta run the full marathon. You gotta live your full life. Think big picture, right? Think like know you're eating an elephant, but take it one bite at a time. Exactly. Patience. Patience is a patience is, is a hell of a thing. So you, really were gonna, uh, you were going to start talking about uh, LeVar Ball and the overseas in Lithuania Professional League, and I cut you off, I stopped you. I think now would be a real good time to go into that. Look, my biggest thing is people need to get off his back, man. I'm, I mean, I mean, look, without LeVar Ball, father of the year, and, father and, and, and I I don't want to cut on the kids, okay? I'm not trying to insult the kids. But Leangelo, okay, Jello Ball would not be known. I am sorry, okay? He he wouldn't be a superstar. This kid's going to get a shot at the NBA and an NBA contract thanks to his father. Because, because, because you can go to UCLA, you can play all four years, but that doesn't guarantee you a spot in the NBA. But with all the attention on him, with all the eyes of every sports person out there, you're, you're getting the publicity. And let me tell you something, LaMelo, you can say, oh, well, blah, 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 it's Lithuania. The kid can play basketball. That kid can flat out play basketball. Imagine yourself at 16 years old going over to a country where you don't know anyone. You don't even know the language. You the, the rules are slightly different. There, there's, there's all this, and the next thing you know, you're playing against their professionals. You're not playing a pickup game. You're playing against their professionals. Now, granted, it's not the NBA, and I'm not even going to say it's the same talent that's in the, that's in major division one basketball. But it's still money, and they're making money. Okay, they're getting paid. They're getting this experience. Okay, they're they're understanding it. They are the biggest stars in that country right now. It doesn't matter who else is in that country. They are the biggest stars right now, and and they're getting a taste of that without having to be in the United States spotlight, which is the most toxic spotlight I think you can ever be in. Our media just rips anyone and everyone, no matter what you've done, no matter where you go. They are going to find something negative to say and then blow it up, okay, and get off of Lonzo. The kid can play the point guard. You can bring up scoring stats all you want. The kid is a 
point guard. He's not a shooting guard. He will never be Russell Westbrook. Nobody will ever ask him to be. But Steve Nash, sure. Oh, a bit stronger. Ask the ball. Steve Nash. You upgrade Steve Nash. If you upgrade Steve Nash, you get Lonzo Ball. Projectedly, yes. I yes. don't I understand how you can. That is the projection. That is the projection. I, I, I don't want. I don't, I don't want something crazy to happen. That, oh, we'll see. He never came out. Yeah, well, he tore his Achilles twice. No, so. man. This is how we get. This is how we get ratings. This is how we get out there, man. We get spicy. People like spicy hot takes. Hot cakes. No hot. Cakes. Yeah. I mean, hot takes. I mean, Oh, hot takes. I thought you I'm hungry, man. I'm, I'm, like, honestly, not even a hot take, but what other rookie is getting triple doubles? <laughs> I don't know. I and, and then, then, garbage when he's got triple doubles under his belt. Like, I could go out into the NBA and maybe get you, maybe get you five and three and two. This guy is getting 15, eight, and nine. Like, he's balling. He's. Lack of a better word, not trying to support the brand because I heard you don't even get the shoes, but he's balling. Listen, now, now, as far as LeVar, as far as LeVar goes, father of the year, what, what is there to actually hate? Yes, he's he's loud and pompous, sure, but what he did and what I don't think anyone fully understands is he went out and said, I am going to take 100% of this heat, I'm going to play the villain and get my son's names out there. I'm going to get this done. If it wasn't for LeVar Ball, Lonzo never goes to, to L.A. That doesn't happen. I'm sorry, but it doesn't happen. The, the, the hype that was surrounding that, making it happen, got the Lakers fans on board, got everyone on board, and then the man drops everything to take care of his wife when she's in need. How can you hate a man that takes care of his kids, takes care of his wife, and got an outside of his mouth? What has he done wrong? Where's the where's the arrest record? Listen, I can I can explain to you fully in depth about why people don't like Levar Ball, but this this isn't the spot because we're trying to stick to sports. We're trying to stick to coach. sports. Keep it sports. Now, now I will say, now I will say, I, I don't like a father going out to the public and bashing a coach. That that should never happen. I mean, yo, they fought <laughs> back and forth though. Him and Luke Walton are cool. Did you see Luke cracking the Levar Ball jokes? No, I didn't that see that. Video? You haven't seen that? Listen, Luke, no, Walton, no. Luke Walton came out for the post game interview. They asked him. They were like, "Hey, why did you sit Lonzo so fast in the first quarter?" And this is, yo, I'm quoting this. I swear. I saw the video. I'm quoting this. Oh, LeVar was talking shit, so I sat him. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's all Come on, that's great. That's what I'm saying. That's great. If LeVar, that's great. all I'm going to say is if LeVar looked a little bit differently, he would be father of the year unanimously. Unanimously. Uh, I'm not going to go that far. I'm going to say that there is some of what you're saying there is. There, there's no doubt some of that going on, but I just he is he is loud man, and and the thing is, as a loud mouth person, I know it rubs a lot of people the wrong way. I mean, joking or not, I mean it just. I mean, listen, when when I go out there and, and play football and and for the one play line at that receiver, and I tell you, and I tell you, hey man, I'm gonna burn you. 
Julio Jones. Man, I'm five foot ten. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm I'm not. I'm a quarterback. I'm not a receiver, and I've never ran a four four in my life, and I would never ever 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 be able to run that fast. So, <laughs> yeah, it rubs people the wrong way. People don't understand that you're joking because people just see the mouth moving and hear it. So. I'm going to say that there are people who rightfully so can say that he puts a bad taste in their mouth and that's fine. Cause he put the bad taste in my mouth as well. And then I stucked up my pride and I watched a few episodes of the ball family ball in the family. Check it out on Facebook. Shout out ball in the shout out. And that man earned every bit of my respect. Listen, every bit. I am on the same page with, LeBron like I did not like LeBron at first but then I sucked up my pride and I did some research I saw what this man was doing off the court and I saw who they were comparing him to which was Jordan and I saw what Jordan was doing off the quote and I told this to you call before the podcast I was like yo my favorite Jordan quote because it really reveals who he is not good or bad but it reveals how he is about making money over about making change in the community. Jordan, and I quote, Republicans buy Jordans too, end quote. Yes. Now, now, now granted, that's not saying that Republicans are bad people. Okay, we're not, we're, that's not what we're saying. I, a lot of people that I love and not close to me that are Republican. It's just in the light of these situations that were going on, and the things that were being said about Jordan buyers, about who buys Jordans, the quote was released. And look, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to to, to trump your comments here, but all I'm saying is that you put that up against LeBron talking about the books he's reading, wearing equality sneakers. LeBron's the GOAT. LeBron is an athletic Magic Johnson. Kids through college saying, hey, listen, you take care of, 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 the, of the little things. You be a good, a good kid. You stay out of trouble. You take care of that. Even though your mom and dad can't pay for it, hey, I'll take that. I'll push through college. How can you hate that? Who How can you hate a man? How can you hate a man who takes his best friends – who he grew up with, didn't have to take them from from their situations, okay? And instead of just, just saying, hey, listen, live off of me, yeah, 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 say, so, hey, listen, I'm going to get you this job, I'm going to get you this job, I'm going to get you this, I'm going to point you this, you're all going to make your own money. Yes, I supplied it, but however, you're your own man. And damn it, brought his friends up. Then out of the businesses that he runs, the amount of time that I don't think people really understand that in an 82 game season when they play multiple games a week in different cities okay there isn't a lot of downtime because you still have practice you still have training you still have you know rehab you still have game planning you still have all that stuff in the midst of all that with all that going on this man still shows up to his kids basketball games dude I coached you man I coach I got these kids and their parents who do nothing on a Saturday but want to watch the Florida Gators play so they won't go watch their own kid play. Have you seen the video of LeBron in the middle of the game, looks over to his daughter, asks her how she's doing, 
She says, Daddy, I want candy. Do you know what this man does? He goes candy. He, he goes to everybody and says, get her candy. <laughs> he don't ask. I was wrong. He don't ask. He says, hey, give me your candy. Go in your pocket. I know you got candy. Give it up. Give it to my daughter. Takes care of his kids, man. Hey, hey, listen, man. If you take care of your kids, you got my respect. Yo, Slide they, out. They only throw stones at the trees with fruit. Exactly. So to all the young listeners out there, go find you some haters. Go find you some negativity. Because I'm telling you, that means you're doing the right thing. If nobody's holding you back, you might be jumping off a cliff. You know, if you're not feeling some resistance, you might be heading towards a waterfall. Exactly. I'm, I mean, I mean, look. Let's put it this way: how how many people in the past, I don't know, five years, have 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 uh, criticized Chris Leak? Uh, I mean, I mean, my fault, Ray Lucas. How many people have criticized Ray Lucas? I mean, I'm struggling to think of any right now. If you want to be our Google person, send an email to attackmore2osgmail.com because, yeah. Look, us Dolphin fans, okay, we understand who Ray Lucas is, okay? And my point is that he was bad, okay? Bad. And nobody talks about him. But everybody talks about Brady. Everybody talks about Ben. Everybody talks about LeBron, Kobe, Russell. Everybody talks about the greats negatively or positively, and it is all the time. So if your name is always in these people's mouths, congratulations, you're doing the right things. And that goes for coaches as well. If, if, if the other coaches at your organization look around and <laughs> – and, 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 and pucker up to you. And Unless just, you're Ben Roethlisberger, then you are in the mouth for doing the wrong things. Hey, whoa. Wrong Big and right. I mean, come on, bro. Like, both sides of the coin. You got to call, like, <laughs> I'm just saying, Ben Roethlisberger has been talked about for good and for bad. Yes? Oh, yeah, of course. Yes, yeah. of course. I'm sorry to trump your comments, but Ben Roethlisberger has been featured recently in a Trump story. But I mean, they just—he's just. Oh, he can sling. He can sling that thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I took away. When you're doing, when you're doing people are gonna talk, man. People are gonna talk and Only and throw stones at the trees with fruit. I mean, look. I mean, I mean, we 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 have a local high school coach here that just won a state title. And which high school? Shout them out, bro. Which high school? Venice High School, Venice, Florida, go Indians. I'm saying that because I work in Venice. Um, <laughs> I've, I've I've always grown up being a rival of Venice. But, hey, you know what? Congratulations. Got to give credit where it's due. Shout out John to P. Venice, the only team. John Peacock, you did a great football. job. I played football for half a season, and Venice was the only team that really put fear into my heart because shout in Coach Pryor. He told me I wasn't going to play against Venice because Trey Burton – no, I'm sorry, his little brother was too good. Clay. Clay Burton was too good. He's like, no, nah, we're not playing you. You're too good. We're going to play somebody else. I'm not going to mention him. But then for one play on the kickoff, for one play on the kickoff, they called in the hands team, which was me. So I lined up on the kickoff, and I was like, man, I pray – to the baby six-ounce Jesus that they kick it out of the end zone. 
so I don't have to put hands on one of these behemoths. Yo, Venice put the fear in my heart. They were so big. But, but, hey, listen, hey, another shout-out. Speaking of Venice High School, Trey Burton, hey, we're rooting for you guys to make it to the Super Bowl. No, we're not. Vikings, skull, we're not rooting for the Eagles. <laughs> hey, man, I, I got to go for the locals. Listen, but, um, gonna let me kiss that ring, skull, all day, every day. Vikings, got my slippers on right now. But what I was going to say is that this man, Peacock, and I was one of them because I had to play against him, so I, I had to run my mouth, okay? Every year, the teams are in the playoffs. Every every year is winning the district. Every year, Seneca's Division One football. I mean, the guy's just doing it every single year, year in and year out. And you have to give credit where it's due, but people constantly want to bash and it's and it's unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable. But I mean, at the end of the day, stay patient with your kids, guys. Okay, but that's another thing I wanted to say. I mean, stay patient. Remember, kids are kids. Okay, they're, they're not going to retain all these all this information that you throw at them in an hour and a half. If you're going over five plays in an hour and a half with kids under the age of fourteen, you're there's there's you're not going to get these plays in. Okay, it's 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 impossible to retain that much information in those ages. Break it down. Stay patient. Understand that it's a long season, and you're not going to build the best football players in your first year. It's just it's going to take some time. Okay, remember it's a marathon, so take your time. Do your due diligence as a coach. Research what you need to do, and go ahead and slow it down for the kids and for yourself. Just break it. Down. And correct me if I'm wrong, but there are plenty of things that you should be getting to before you get to those plays. Yes. Yes. Again, I mean, I mean, again, teaching uh, the route tree. If you're going to throw a football, why don't you have a route tree? A route, just a one is this, a two is this, a three is this, a four is this. So a one's a flat, a two's a slant, a three's an out, a four's a curl, a five's a comeback, a six is a is a dig, a seven's a corner, eight's a post, a nine's a go. And then then you you work those routes and you work them and you work them and you work them. And then you put a play in and guess what? When they run a post, they're running the post the right way every time. Because as a quarterback, I'm telling you right now, when your receivers are not where they're supposed to be, it makes each job very, and it, very hard. It opens up your playbook so much because you know you can okay, you can tell all your kids to run a post. You can just give your kids a number and you know that they're gonna be able to run it. So by starting with that foundation, that strong foundation, it lets your building, which should be your successful season, go up much higher. I remember exactly. when I was playing football, like Paul coached me more than the coach did we were in film <laughs> session and the wide receiver cracked a joke he's like eddie why do you look like this is the first time you're running with a football i said uh this is the first time i'm running with a football <laughs> i do remember that <laughs> hey, for real. and the coach didn't say nothing to me he didn't, he didn't put no extra coaching into me or nothing this is the first time i put pads on in my life and i was coached like any other person on the field just expected to go out and, and do great things. But we don't do great things. We just do small things greatly. 
Listen, listen, look, the, the best way I could put it is take yourself, go to South Korea and go to a grammar class, okay? And you're not going to understand anything. Would it be fair for the teacher to say, hey, listen, um, in, in South Korean, I can't, I can't speak it, but basically write you off because you don't understand anything because you're, you're not getting the answers right. Just say, ah, th- this person's an idiot. Just, ah, brush them off. No. Okay. It would be fair for them to understand the learning curve and try to work with you based off that. So when you have someone who's never done it, don't expect them to just get it. Okay. But I don't, what I can't grasp and it aggravates me when I watch it or when coaches aren't teaching a running back how to take a handoff properly. Yeah. Uh, you don't cradle it. Okay. It, it, you, you don't, you don't put your arms down like, like you're trying to catch a, catch a ball dropping on a punt. Okay. You, you, you open up the bread basket. One oh one. The, the, the opening is towards the quarterback. So if you're going to the right, left arm up, going to the left, right arm up, it's just that simple. Okay. You're, you're going to, you're going to be a running offense and your running backs aren't going to be able to take a handoff properly. Your your offensive linemen don't understand that, hey, when I'm blocking left, I'm going to take this right step. When I'm doing this, I'm going to do that. They don't understand that. It's just, hey, block left. Why aren't you blocking him left? Why did you do – how do you expect them to know how to do it? If you don't Stop yelling at, at them for doing something wrong. Explain what they did wrong and how to fix it. Okay, that, that that's that's one of my biggest things is, is just – Stop just saying it, it. It doesn't take a smart person to say, or a good coach to say, "Hey, you missed your block." But a good coach says, "Hey, listen. Next time, do this, and you'll make that block." Okay? Yes, yes. It doesn't, don't that, that doesn't don't make watch you a terrible play. coach to call someone out for something that they did wrong. It makes you a terrible coach to rip them and tear them apart about missing their block or missing that layup or not knowing how to dribble when you're not going to teach them how to do it correctly the next time. You can have the tallest building in town by building the tallest building or destroying all the other buildings in the city. It's, it's up to how you go about it. And, and, and honestly, not, now I'm not saying that, that when you coach this kid and you told him and you told him and it's effort, now it's effort, now it's talent, now it's, hey, he's just not doing it. I understand. Then, then get in them, fine. But when you cannot tell yourself that, hey, I have taught him how and why and properly, more than just block this way, put your arms out, go through the proper steps. <clears throat> and the biggest thing is it's not just done, hey, Monday's this day. Okay, okay we went over it Monday and here's Thursday. No. You go over it Monday, you go over it Tuesday, you go over it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday. T- you go over these techniques every single rep. Okay? One of the biggest things that my dad taught me and one of the best things that my dad taught me with coaching, and it was watching him coach and how he did it with me. And I know it aggravates a lot of coaches off. It, it really aggravates them. But stopping the play, when, when, when you notice that someone's lined up, okay, and when you're about to run a play in practice, take the 20 seconds to fix it. Take the 20 seconds to fix it. When a receiver runs the wrong route in practice, have someone pull them aside 
and kind of say, hey, listen, you know, what do you remember the play? Is it that you remember don't remember the play? Is it that you just didn't want to run the route? What is it? And then try to fix it. Go over these things in practice. When your quarterback throws a pass, even if it's a good pass and it's a touchdown, but you saw, hey, your elbow dropped. Don't go, hey, man, great job. Say, hey, pick that elbow up. Good job. Good throw. Pick that elbow up. Yes. And, yes, absolutely. Like, point out my first drive as a football player. I held every play. I held two plays, didn't know the first play was on me, found out I was holding the second play, and then I was out for the rest of the freaking game. Like, pay attention to your players. Put that love into it if you don't love it find an assistant coach who's going to love it if you're just there ah man like that's not good for the players it's it's, it's someone who wants to be there the the big hits oh big hit great job man you're a big hitter but he comes in with his head down every time So, so basically you're just saying hey go ahead and jam your net pick up your head hit with your shoulder pad, your helmet's not a weapon. <laughs> it's it's not a weapon. Your shoulder pads are. Your knee pads, the iPad, those those are what you use. Your helmet is there to protect you. All right. Now, granted, we all football players have used their helmet. Every football player has used their head, but we're still wrong for it. Okay, I've done it myself, but we're still wrong for it. Pick up your head, teach them that. Okay. Again, when you're when you're calling plays as an offense coordinator, defense coordinator, why are you watching your play? Why 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 are you worrying about how you're? I mean, I mean, look, you know, you know the play you called. You know how it's supposed to look. Watch your players execute the play. Watch the defense and how they react to the play. Then call plays based off the defense reactions, but then you can see that hey. This play didn't work because of this. What I can't stand is when I've, I've had coaches do it, start yelling about how a play didn't work, and then that's it. They, but they don't really know, and then they ask what happened. So, Tom, so you're yelling at me, and then you're going to ask me what happened? Coach, don't ask me as a player. As a player. Don't you know what happened? I, I, I mean, I'm getting asked by my coach what happened. I, I, exactly. I mean, I mean, look. You if should you ask see me what happened. I'm gonna ask you why are you coaching? If you ask me what happened, I'm gonna ask you why are you coaching? Exactly. You should know what happened. Were you not watching the play, coach? When when they're in kindergarten and, and they do hey, two plus two equals six, the teacher doesn't go, What happened here? How did, what what happened? They correct it. It equals four. And then show them how how it equals four. Whatever way they do with blocks, with toys, with crayons, with fingers, with with tally marks, whatever. But they get it done. It's not just, hey, you did this. Now now why? Well, I don't I I, I don't know. Now a quarterback on a pick, yeah, you can say why'd you throw that ball? Didn't you see him? But 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 then explain why that safety was there. Listen, the safety stepped up because he saw the dig, which means that we had the post over top. Shallow cross. Fundamentals. Look at that. I mean, he stepped up, which opens up this. We know this. Come on, man. You got this next time. Now, I'm a yeller as a coach. I do yell. Me too. I yell. Me too. Excitement, man. I'm excited. I want it to get done. And then I quickly just, hey, man, encourage me. Hey, hey, man, we got this. 
all my Northport parents probably know me as a yeller. All my NPYB people know me as a yeller, as a vocal, vocal coach. Yeah, every player would tell you that, hey, man, Coach Paul Coach Paul yells, but, but Coach Paul understands. Coach Paul is going to tell you, hey, listen, you know, th- this, this is where you went wrong. Hey, man, we got this. I'm very encouraging. I mean, look, at the end of the day, you're doing nothing good for your players by cutting them down. Telling a kid he sucks, I don't understand where, where you're going to go with that. Do you think that a kid is going to go, oh, I'll show him? I'm, I mean, come on. It, 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 when, when you're told something enough times, it, it starts to create, create self-doubt. It does. When so, I say all my – yeah, I mean, because really, because, I mean, I'm not the yeller as in, you suck. Pick it up. That might be what I'm yelling at the referees, but to my <laughs> players and to my parents, I'm a completely. Di- they understand that I'm. I'm. I'm out. Like the only reason I'm yelling is because I cannot be out there with the kids. Uh, I, they, my kids, who I've coached, have. I'm. I, I would. I, oh, absolutely. Just, just, just have. I just understand and completely know that I have a complete different understanding from them than opponent parents or referee parents or board members that have watched games and just listen to me yell and think, wow, they're yelling at their players. Like, yeah, I'm yelling at my player. Do you yell at your kids? Like, do you yell at all in your life? My question is, is is what are you yelling? Are you yelling (laughs) like, you suck, pick it up. That was a foul. Or are you yelling, get back on defense, hustle, we exactly. still got this, pick it up. Like Exactly. Like, like, like we're not trying to tell you don't be loud, okay, because that's just, that's just part of, of sports. What we're saying is when I say don't yell, I'm saying don't cut down and just completely tear this kid apart for a mistake that is a coachable mistake. Coachable. When something is coachable, coach. That means you have a duty to coach. You are the coach to coach. So when something what kills me is is like like when you watch a game and you see, hey man, the the, the guy just missed the tackle or the guy was there and the pass just got by him and the people, oh well, the coach. That's not coachable. Okay, when, when the player is in position, you did your job as a coach. Now they have to get the play right, and then you go back to practice and figure out what, whether it's the player or how to fix those mistakes. But when it's just when it's flat out, you call in the wrong plays. It's third down and twenty, and then you call a draw play, and it gets five yards. Don't don't scream at the offensive line for that. Don't scream at the running back for that. Look at yourself. When, when there's things that, that you can correct, just correct it and do it, okay? Your job as a coach, and especially in youth sports, is to, one, be a role model, two, be a teacher, three, be a developer. You are to develop these kids into, into better children or young men, whatever age group you have. You're supposed to teach them the fundamentals of the game, the know-how of the game. All right, I mean, that's just your job. I'm sorry. Don't be and don't don't be sorry, man, because that's honestly why we started this, because I was we were looking and we could not find anywhere that taught coaches how to be better coaches. And we have coached in leagues where these coaches are trying to win every game 
but not teach their kids how to be successful in the future. And so this was born out of wanting to help coaches be better coaches, whether you're division one or whether you're in your one season, like we want to help you be a better coach towards your kids, other people's kids or adults. Yeah. Yeah. Now, 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 don't get us wrong. Okay. We're not know-it-alls. Okay. We're, we're not perfect. No one's perfect. If there's something that, that, that you disagree with and, and have a reason why and have something to say, Hey, listen, <clears throat> this works for me because of this. And, 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 and you have these, these ways and something to tell us, tell us. We'd love to have you on the show. We'd love to have you uh, on the show. I, I mean, I mean, tell us if, if there's something wrong, then, then correct us. I mean, at the end of the day, we all want to help each other become better coaches become better, uh, you know, more valuable people for, for these young men and, and women and these kids' lives. I mean, from all across the board, from, from learning on the field to trans, transferring that to the, to the classroom, to their jobs, to wherever it may be. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we have a responsibility as coaches to do that. How is the – how is the best way we can connect with you, Paul, and, and, and express these feelings and, and tell you if we want to be on the show or if we have something we strongly disagree with or we're like, how, what is the best way to connect with you? Anchor, right? I mean, <laughs> isn't that what we're on? I mean, I mean, you're able to do that on here. Yo, um, shout, out to Anchor. shout out to Anchor. I don't know. But like, are you are you on Facebook the most? Are you on your cell phone all the time? Paul Bryant Balcom. Facebook. Paul Bryant, as in the legendary Paul Bear Bryant. This, that's very my name. Or Kobe Bryant, Balcom. whatever you prefer, right? Same spell. L C O M B. Balcom. Yeah. Or Kobe Bryant. A L C O M B. Balcom. Balcom. If you're on, if you're on Twitter, you can uh, find us at Attract More with two O's. Um, that is also an Instagram. Attract more with two O's. Um, if you just want to call, text, leave an angry voicemail, leave a happy voicemail, uh, 941-740-2901. We'd be happy to field all your calls. Um, we definitely need someone who can randomly Google stuff for us. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be doing it while Paul is talking the whole time. I don't want to be looking up stuff and, and, and spitting out uh, fake news. So... Exactly. Definitely connect with us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, cell phone, landline, if anybody still has those. A few people do. My grandparents I think do. they do. Hey, man, landlines are where it's at, man. If, if, if I could afford the bundle, I would do the bundle. But the hey. bundle's a scam. Don't fall for the scam. The bundle's a scam. <laughs> Shout in to Comcast. Shout in to Comcast Xfinity. And I only shout them in because I know their customer support is not listening or never will listen because I can't even get them on the freaking phone. No, but we'll say CenturyLink is no better. Tell, tell me how I pay all this money for, what, 15 MBS? And the next day, no, every time I check my internet speed, it's five? I will tell you. I will oh, tell you how. Five. I will tell you how on the next episode of our podcast. So thank you guys for tuning in. It's almost been 
an hour. We appreciate you guys listening to us. Again, if you want to connect, it's Paul Bryant Balcom on Facebook. Boom. 941, 941 area code 740-2901. Cell phone, landline if you're old. And attract more with two O's. Attract more on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you guys for listening so much. And coaching and everything sports. Thank you so much.